Welcome to Into Security Daily, the Info Security Magazine podcast that brings you a daily, bite-sized news roundup of all that's hot in the info security world. Whilst our website remains offline due to a significant and sustained DDoS attack, we'll bring you news via audio format. I'm Elena Dalloway, Editorial Director, and we're still committed to delivering the headlines that matter straight to you. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Into Security Daily podcast. I'm James Coker, reporter at Info Security Magazine, and I'm joined again by my colleague Benjamin David, who's deputy editor at Info Security Magazine. So today's episode will be dominated by the topic of ransomware, as as it so often is these days. This is going to include an attempted ransomware attack on a public health system in the US and some findings on the impact of a recent self-imposed ransomware ban instituted by several cybercrime states. Sites. So I'm going to start with the news of that attempted ransomware attack on a, on a public health system in the US, which resulted in all incoming ambulances having to be rerouted to other hospitals. So the attack targeted Eskenazi Health, which is a public health care system located in India, Indianapolis in Indiana in the United States. So when the attack was identified, Eskenazi Health shut down its IT network, which a spokesperson was quoted as saying was done out of an abundance of caution and to maintain the safety and the integrity of our patient care. So this affected all of the health system's locations and as I mentioned before all the incoming ambulances had to be diverted. However thankfully Eskenazi said there was no impact on patients currently receiving care at their various locations and it added that the monitoring systems responded as they should have done and as a result no employee or patient data was compromised. So in the meantime we're going to await further details about this incident. On the one hand it's obviously really concerning as it's another example of cyber criminals targeting healthcare systems and hospitals in particular with ransomware, obviously being seen as quite a vulnerable target for that. Yet is also encouraging, as it appears in this situation, there, there was a quick reaction that prevented the attack from, from sort of causing any damage in particular. However, obviously having to shut down the IT systems is, is going to be very disruptive to patients, but obviously it's a lot better than the attack actually taking effect. Yeah, that's right. And indeed, of course, health systems are sadly a very tempting target for ransomware gangs. This year in May, we saw Ireland's health service executive hit by a ransomware attack, which caused massive disruption, including cancellations of outpatient services. So my first story is the mid-year security update from Accenture, which detected a 125% increase in cyber intrusion incident volume compared to the same period last year. So the global consultancies blame the uptick on increased web show activity, digital extortion, including ransomware, and supply chain intrusions. Consumer goods and services at 21%, industrial at 16%, banking at 10%, travel and hospitality at 9%, and insurance at 8% accounted for most of the malicious activity. But the industry most heavily targeted by ransomware attacks was insurance, accounting for nearly a quarter to 23% over the period. Accenture claimed that travel and hospitality and retail would come under increasing scrutiny from threat actors in the future, 
as these industries begin to recover post-pandemic. Unsurprisingly, the US was the most targeted country, accounting for 36% of incident volume, followed by the UK at 24% and Australia at 11%. Meanwhile, Essential revealed ransomware remained the most prolific threat in the first half of 2021, accounting for 38% of attacks, followed by backdoors at 33%. A reveal was the most common variant at 25%, followed by, by Hades at 18%, and Doppel Paymer at 16%. It was also interesting to see that 54% of organizations hit by ransomware in the first six months of 2021 had annual revenues of 1 to 9.9 billion, followed by those posting over 10 billion in revenue, which was 20%. Thanks, Benjamin. Uh, some sort of very worrying stats there and, and more evidence, I guess, of how cyber attacks have, have surged as a result of the accelerated shift to digital during COVID-19. So my next story is the one that security researchers have discovered a 12-year-old router vulnerability that they warned may affect millions of devices globally. So Tenable research engineer Evan Grant explained in a, in a blog blog post that he initially found the authentication bypass vulnerability in devices from the manufacturer Buffalo. However, during the disclosure process, he found that the bug actually existed in the underlying firmware from Taiwanese firm Arcadian. In his blog post, Grant said, all of the devices we were able to test or have tested via third parties shared at least one vulnerability. The path traversal, which allows an attacker to bypass authentication, now assigned as CVE 2021-20090. And he added, this appears to be shared by almost every Arcadian manufactured router or modem that we could find, including devices that were originally sold as far back as 2008. Tenable has claimed that the issue may affect millions of devices manufactured by 17 different vendors using at least 11 countries. And these include Australia, Germany, Japan, Mexico, New Zealand and the United States. The vulnerability in question has a CVSS score of 8.1, making it higher severity. If exploited, it could allow an unauthenticated remote attacker to bypass authentication. However, Grant also found two other bugs present in Buffalo routers. Improper access control for floor CVE 2021-20092 and configuration file injection vulnerability CVE 2001-20091. As Grant discovered the potential scale of the issue, he reported it to the CRT Coordination Centre to help with the process of notifying all affected vendors. And Grant added in his blog post, I'd also like to encourage security researchers who are able to get their hands on one of the 20 plus affected devices to take a look for and report any post-authentication vulnerabilities like the configuration injection found in the Buffalo routers. I suspect there are a lot more issues to be found in this set of devices. Yeah, thanks, James. So this discovery, of course, highlights the inherent risks in code supply chains and vulnerable software libraries. And I imagine we'll see a lot more vulnerabilities discovered in this area. Now, for our final story today, I want to discuss research from Digital Shadows showing that a self-imposed ransomware ban instituted by several cybercrime sites it's not stopping the threat actors that actually use these forums. 
Now, the threat intelligence vendor wanted to see whether the new rules put in place by popular Russian language platforms XSS and Exploit have any impact. So the site's administrators banned users back in mid-May from advertising ransomware and affiliate partnerships after several high-profile attacks in the US. Perhaps unsurprisingly, users of the sites have found ways to bend the rules, such as speaking euphemistically about the services they're looking for. Digital Shadows explained that, quote, ransomware-linked threat actors are most likely continuing to operate on the forums under different aliases, using coded language and avoiding direct references to ransomware. We've noticed many threads in which users advertise pen testing vacancies in their team. Others write that they're looking to purchase access to corporate networks for high prices. The vendor also claimed to have seen no decrease in the number of listings for access services, which are an increasingly popular way for ransomware groups to launch attacks. Digital Shadows said some initial access brokers, perhaps aware that they can't market their wares openly to ransomware groups, are instead offering to provide a regular supply of exotic and valuable corporate accesses to serious buyers. Now, plenty of other forums plying their trade haven't put ransomware bans in place. Digital Shadows pointed to the success of Ramp, a relative newcomer which appeared in July and amassed a large following before closing registrations as a protective measure. So obviously ransomware is a topic that we have mentioned a lot today and indeed on many occasions on previous episodes of the Into Security Daily podcast series. That's absolutely right. And and organisations really do need to enhance their cybersecurity practices and hygiene to counter this growing menace. Anyway, that's all we've got time for for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow to bring you another roundup of the biggest news headlines. But for now, I've been James. And I've been Benjamin. Thanks for listening to Into Security Daily. We can't wait to get back to bringing you the same quality and quantity of online content as soon as possible. Until then, Listen in to our daily podcast and stay connected to the cybersecurity stories that matter.